another week, another talking dirty. Out, out. Rivalry week. Nick's heat. It gets heated. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. This week for you in the NFL. Couple of uh, schedule releases, the international games, breaking down all those coming up in the new season. Then the NBA, the playoffs, talking about the Heat and Knicks series, obviously, but also the other ones that are going pretty well right now. Then we take it over to uh, pop culture. We break down our review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Then we talk about a new episode of Dave. And of course, your jams of the week. Ryan, how about a word from our sponsor? Cash Brothers Painting, 412-784-1577. Give them a call today if you are in need of a paint job. Once again, 412-784-1577. You. You. Hemi Butler. Let's get into it. All right, and before we get into it, Ryan, how you feeling? How you doing? Exhausted. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why we we just had this conversation before we I hit record. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's my ass been kicked lately. How about you? Uh I feel the same way. You know, it's tough. It's a tough week, but you know, we persevere. We make things work, and we carry on. My wayward son. Y'all, you gotta keep it strong. Move along, move along. Right? Oh wait, what's what's that song? Move along by. All oh American. yeah, yeah, All American Rejects. Um, other than that, not doing bad. All right, all right. The heat. We we'll get to later. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to send anything to you, you know, yet, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, let's get into it. Kicking off NFL. Just some uh, free agency moves. Pretty, pretty quiet week in the free agency market. Um, Foster Moreau, that one tight end that was kind of like big news because of his injuries and shit. Yeah. Uh, he signed a three-year deal, $12 million with the Saints. So good for him. Getting his bag, getting back in it. Yeah, and that's nothing crazy. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. the Saints, that's going to like cripple the Saints. But, you know, give them a shot. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then Chargers general manager stated that they have no interest in trading running back Austin Eckler ahead of the tra- of the NFL season. Eckler will likely play this year, and if not traded at the deadline, we'll explore other options in the offseason. So that will likely be the big free agent of 2024 to look at. Interesting. I mean, I I can see it now where some team is just gonna pay him so much money mm-hmm. and he's not gonna do anything. Yeah, he's old. He's old. He's I think he's gonna be thirty this next year. Yeah, thirty. Um, which is like ancient and running back years. So yeah, and I, it, okay. I feel like it's gonna go to suit too. Like I feel like anytime a running back when they get teetering on that age line. They always sign huge contracts, and it never works. It's like a yeah. Todd Gurley or like a Le'Veon Bell. Like mm-hmm. when you're teetering that line, 
yeah, you might hell whoever signs him, it might the first season might be great. It's like oh this is awesome, but then like by year two it's like oh shit, <laughs> we, like he had fucked ball. up. Yeah, he he <laughs> got injured once, he tweaked his ankle once, and he's never been the same since. But when you get to a running back like that age, mm-hmm. one minor thing like that, I feel like can throw it off. I I do think he has the capability of his ceiling lasting longer at a higher level because he's such an efficient pass catching back. Yeah. But, you know, he's not relying on the run, so it's not something that they'll be ground and pounding him all day. I think if he goes to a high-powered offense like that's pass-heavy, it could be a beneficial situation like the Bills. But, um, yeah, if it's something, if it's a team that's going to, like, run him to the ground and not use him correctly, then, yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be detrimental, whoever gets yeah. him next. I agree. Then the uh, Giants and defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence reached uh, terms on a four-year, $90 million contract extension this past week. So the Giants just beefing up their defense that was already pretty pretty well formidable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a Instagram picture. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing to do with uh, that, that fellow there, but it's, it is about the Giants. I saw an Instagram video that said uh, – like hot takes about every single team in the NFL, mm-hmm. and the one for like some of them are like really hot takes, but like the Giants one was like Daniel Jones is gonna suck. It's not really a hot take. Like he's only had one good season. <laughs> yeah, like like real. like hot take. Daniel Jones is gonna start sucking again. No, it's that's not a hot take at all. Like, <laughs> totally happened. I think the Steelers was like George Pickens is a Pro Bowler. Okay. That's like, not like that hot of a take, I feel. That's what I mean. Like some the, these takes aren't that hot. It's like oh yeah. too hot to handle takes about the NFL. It's a lukewarm it's like stuff, take like, at best. Yeah. Well, well the, the real hot take was they had, I think, one will leave Levis be the best quarterback from that draft. And then another one they had was like Deshaun Watson's gonna be in the MVP conversation. <sighs> I hope not. It's not that's not gonna happen. I hope not. I mean, I think I wouldn't I wouldn't be like stunned. But like, I would be very pissed off. I would be stunned. <laughs> like, like, I would honestly be jaw dropped if by the end of the season I'm looking back like, holy shit, Deshaun Watson actually playing good. Mm-hmm. He was in in the MVP conversation before. Yeah, that year he got won. hurt. He was. They were talking about him early. Maybe. But yeah. Uh, then that's pretty much all for the free agency and resign moves, but take it over to the kind of schedule look for next year. Uh, the NFL announced a few things. First, they're going to have their first ever Black Friday game on November 24th, featuring the Dolphins and the Jets. The game will begin at 3 p.m. So I think anybody that does have you coming to work on Black Friday should just automatically let you out of the office at 2.30 or 3 at the latest. Um, I usually have to wear Black Friday, but the last few years when I will go into work, everyone else took off. Mm-hmm. So like last year I showed up and I was the only person there. So I worked until noon and just left. But this would be a great day if I do have to work just to pop on the TV, mm-hmm. pop, yeah. pop, pop on the game on my computer and just do nothing all day. Yeah, it'll actually be like a cool matchup as long as the Dolphins pan out well this year. Yeah, sorry, who was it of uh, Dolphins Jets? Dolphins Jets, yeah. Yeah, great division matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it, we'll see. It depends on the Dolphins, really. Yeah, it's it's going to be one of those Amazon Prime games, too. Uh, Amazon Black Friday, get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you yeah. have to go on to Amazon to watch it. But I think it's a good move for them. 
good deal with Amazon. I think so too. So is that's so there's still gonna be Thanksgiving Day games and there's gonna be that, then there's gonna be Sunday games and is there gonna be a Monday that week too or no? That I don't know. Probably not. They, go that gonna, they probably just move Monday to Friday. Maybe, or they'll just have like less games during Sunday. Maybe they'll cut one of the uh, one o'clock games. They they do because they have they usually take uh, two more games from Sunday and put on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's to be like a bare bone Sunday. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sca- scavenges. <laughs> yeah. Um, the NFL also announced their international games for the 2023 season. Uh, we're gonna have first going in order. Chronologically, we're going to have the Falcons versus the Jaguars in London on October 1st. That's going to be yep. week four. Uh, then we're going to have the following week, Jaguars versus Bills in London on 10-8, which is week five. I would favor the Jaguars in that situation. I I, yeah, I don't know about game one, but game two, they're probably just going to stay over there. Exactly. The the Bills are gonna have to get acclimated to the time change, and the Jaguars are fresh. Like, yeah, I agree. I'm. Like if I was a betting man, that would be the game that I, I would throw money on the bet. Jags. I wish you could future bet mm-hmm. uh, games like that, because yeah, that'd be an that'd be an awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, barring any like crazy injuries or anything, like as long as both teams are full strength, I think they have a real shot at upsetting there. Yeah, I'm. That'd be cool if we could preemptively pick for pickums. Mm-hmm. Put, put in the calendar. Pick yeah. Right. Jamie, Jamie, write that down. <laughs> uh, then the following week, we have the Ravens versus the Titans in London on ten fifteen for week six. So that's a weird one. They just kind of toss that in there. That, that that's a good game for uh, for me not to watch. <laughs> the shit Titans and the Ravens. <laughs> Yeah, the Titans are gonna be so garbage. It's gonna be a bloodbath. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna yeah. go. I'm not gonna wake up early to watch the Ravens dominate. Like no, fuck that. Then uh, a few weeks later, week nine, we have the Dolphins versus the Chiefs in Germany on November fifth. The Dolphins are getting just weird games. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill revenge game. Wow, in Germany. In Germany. Wow, those lucky Krauts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> And then the following week in week 10, we have the Colts versus the Patriots in Germany on 11-12. Nice. Probably a garbage game, I feel, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see how fun uh, Anthony Richardson is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I don't think the Colts are going to do much even with him, but it's it'll be cool to have some exciting rookies. Yeah, I don't think immediate success, but maybe, like, give it a couple of years and maybe he could pan out into something significant. He seems like a guy who's not going to be successful immediately, but he you can see that something's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Somebody's yeah, going like, to have to open him up. Like, there's going to be a game here and there, kind of like how Justin Fields was. Mm-hmm. Like, Justin Fields overall, his rookie season was not great, but he would have, like, random games where he's, like, marched down the field. Or, like, Kenny Pickett last year. Kenny Pickett or uh, had, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, because he didn't do good all season. Mm-hmm. and. He did have flashes in the pan, especially like the last week when they beat the Colts when they shouldn't yeah. have. Like that, like showed like, hey, this guy actually is gonna be good a couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that'd be cool. If that's the case. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all the schedule announcements. I didn't see anything for a Mexico City game, so I don't know. Maybe that that's just not announced yet, or if that's not something they're it, planning next year. If they're smart, they put they make that the Steelers Raiders game because the if you look at like 
by like fan bases, like the Mexican demographic for like fan is fans. Mm-hmm. It's like mostly Steelers and Raiders. Oh, gotcha. In, in I mean, Mexico. it makes sense. Yeah. And we play each other. So like, it, mm-hmm. if, it, it, if they're smart, they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then taking over to other news, quarterback Nick Foles is considering retirement yet again after being released from the Colts. Do you think he's done? You think he's got more in him? No. Uh, I, 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 at first, when you said Nick Foles wasn't retired, I kind of got like, wait, I, I haven't really seen him. But now I do remember him getting just like bodied on mm-hmm. the Colts this year. Like there's that one game he's got wrecked. And well, it was the Colts like, didn't have a line, really. Yeah, like it was elder abuse. I like I, I literally just it just came back to me. Um, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you retire for Nick Foles? You definitely have money. You have a ring. You have like a crazy like Super Bowl run. Like, like legacy. He should retire after. He should retire after that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like the best backup in NFL history. I'd say. Yeah, he should retire after that Super Bowl and retired an Eagle and then moved to Philly and just lived off of like, yo, I'm Big Dick Nick. I mean, I don't blame him for trying to get his bag after that Super Bowl because, like, that's when you capitalize. You know, yeah. you win the Super Bowl and then you get a you get your money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was a bad move for him there. But dude, in the next it, year, he almost remember he almost won a run next the next year too. He like won them a playoff game with the Colts. No, with the Eagles. He played. He was the Eagles one more season oh, after. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he like won like a one playoff game and lost to the Seahawks. Yeah, that was when uh, so somebody, whoever's quarterback got hurt there. I don't think it was Wentz again, but maybe, maybe it was. I think it was Wentz. <laughs> that would have been wild. Because did he get a concussion or something like that? Maybe, yeah, maybe it was something stupid like that. Like, I think the Seahawks like headhunt. I forget. Hmm. But yeah. And then uh, next up, X Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs the third pled guilty to his vehicular manslaughter and DUI charge. So, happy trails. Never coming back. Never. You gonna miss him? No. Okay. Just just checking. Just checking. Dude, but buddy killed someone. I don't give a fuck. So I was reading the report. <laughs> I didn't realize this, but they also he also killed the dog of the person. Like it was some lady walking her dog, and they put that in the article. They're like. <laughs> He killed the the woman and the dog, and I was like, "Geez, that's overkill, bit." Yeah, he didn't have to include the dog part, but like, <laughs> he's a bastard, so yeah, means he killed the dog. Like, you already sold me that he's a piece of shit just on killing the woman. You gotta throw, you gotta throw snuffles in there too, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck." Uh, yeah, I wonder if Peter's gonna show up to the uh, the trial. Yeah, as he's, <laughs> as, as, he's, as he's getting walked into jail. They come and throw a bucket of blood on him. I was like, this is for killing the dog. <laughs> and then uh, next up, NFL Films and Skydance Sports is developing a new docuseries chronicling Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Interesting. Very interesting. I I was it's trying to think of a good joke for like a working title for the project, but I couldn't think of anything funny enough that like equivocated to the racist tones that i was trying to deliver on it <laughs> i was thinking like the jerry unchained or something oh no 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 <laughs> jerry unchained uh no 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 but it i i feel like this is gonna be a big old puppy <laughs> what if it's just talking about like all the racist shit he did back in like the 40s and 50s like yeah this 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 movie is gonna be such a puff piece that it's a it's dog gonna- series a docu series, mind. It's gonna. I feel like it's not gonna mention any of the 
Oh no, it's it's gonna hold him up on a pedestal, dude. It's gonna make it, him look like the next best thing. It's gonna focus mainly on him getting the team and winning in the, the like the nineties and stuff, eighties. And they're not gonna mention how one they sucked since since then, and two that he was a racist piece of shit before. Yeah, but <laughs> I just thought that was funny when I saw that. Um, then the last thing I had for NFL. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey will face off against Steph Curry and Klay Thompson in the next iteration of the match. I kind of fuck with that one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how if Travis. I don't know if Travis Kelsey's good or Klay Thompson's good, but I know Steph's better than Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But maybe Travis Kelsey is way better than Klay Thompson, and that's the equilibrium there. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It just seems like yeah, you know, those are all fun, you know, uh, eccentric people to have on like a golf tournament match. So yeah, I think, I think that'll be too. fun at least. I think the most boring out of them is Clay because he's just kind of very <laughs> monotone. He's he's just gonna like watch Travis Kelsey sink like a eagle, and he's just gonna be like, yeah, four One, four two, rings. Three, four. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was all I had for NFL. Anything? Uh, Anything you're seeing you want to toss in? I don't know. I did these notes kind of late, so it shouldn't be much. Um, no, I mean, Steelers release Arthur Mallette. That does earth shattering for the whole NFL. <laughs> That's oh no. It flips the whole. It changes the entire season. Someone can pick them up and. I mean, I I did around. find this one post that was like crazy but true facts. Some of them were NFL. Some of them were NBA. I can kind of go through those. Some of them are very obvious, but some of them were fun. God. All right. Crazy but true. Philip Rivers is not the all-time Chargers leader in children with nine. Antonio Cromartie has 14 kids. I was going to say, I, didn't, I don't remember Antonio Cromartie playing there. I was going to say Antonio Cromartie has a shit ton of kids. This is the one that kind of blew my mind, though. Steph Curry is now 2-11 and 11 in shots to tie or take the lead in the finals in the final 10 seconds of the playoffs. Yeah. That's shocking. I mean, he's a great player, but he's it's either they're they're just up by like a million or there's no chance. Yeah. Then the uh then the Jets have a Super Bowl win, but zero AFC championships. Damn. Interesting one. Very. Uh and this one, the New York Jets have never beaten the Eagles. They're 0 and twelve. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Those are just some fun NFL and NBA ones that were on there that I like. There's a couple of dumb ones. Like LeBron James is the most has the most playoff wins of any sport. And I was like, well, duh. I saw something about LeBron the other day where it was like um someone like went back and counted how many times he lied in a press conference. <laughs> and it was like four hundred and eighty six in his career. <laughs> Like, there's another stupid one. It was like the Kings haven't lost a playoff game since 2006. It's like, yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> been to uh, the playoffs. Well, that's what um, that's what uh, when I was in Seattle, like had, there's a store with a bunch of supersonic stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a couple shirts that said uh, undefeated since then the year that, the date they left. <laughs> it went to OKC. Like, so that's I, I, not I, bad. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a boss shirt that said that undefeated mm-hmm. since like. Uh, July, whatever, 2009. And I was like, that's so funny. But yeah. All right. All right. Well, with cool. that, let's take it over to NBA. 
Yeah. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right, before we get into NBA, Franken News. Steelers released their 2023 schedule. Yeah. Yeah, clap it up. <laughs> clap it up for the Warriors. So in 2023, I'm just going to go in order of weeks. Week one, we have San Fran at home. What dub? One o'clock game. Dub. Week two, we have Cleveland at home. Uh, Monday night game. Dub. Week three, we're on the road to Las Vegas for a Sunday night game. Dub. Three now. We're on the road to Houston for a Sunday 1 p.m. game. Dub. Week five, we're back in Pittsburgh for a game against the Ravens at home. One day after my wedding. That's the day after my wedding. Wow. That's a dub then. That has to be a dub. So that's five and oh. Yeah. And then uh, bye week. Week six. Wow. The week of my honeymoon. I won't miss a game. Wow. <laughs> Dude, the schedule's awesome. Rad for you. I, I don't like the early buy, though. I wanted like a week eight or nine. Nice mid-season buy. I know, but that's sick. So we're, we're a young team, so it's okay. So we got, first of all, the week of my bachelor bachelor party, mm-hmm. we have a Monday night game. So we don't have to rush home for it. Yeah. And then the week of my wedding we have a rivalry game the next day, which I'm not leaving my honeymoon yet, so I get to stay here and watch. Mm-hmm. And then the week I'm on my honeymoon, we have a bye. That's sick. That's pretty cool. Yeah, then uh, week seven, we have a four o'clock game against the Rams on a Sunday. Then week eight. Sorry, dub. Then week eight, we're back at home against Jacksonville on a 1 p.m. game. Uh, then week nine, short week, Thursday night football at home against the Titans. Right, so I think we lose. So I think at this point we have two losses. I think we lose to San Fran and Jacksonville. Jacksonville. That's it. And then I'm going to sprinkle one more in there between Cleveland and Baltimore. Then uh, week 10, we got Green Bay at home. Wait, hold on, let me, oh. I'm sorry, I'm still looking at it. I agree. But no, I don't know. I don't agree with the three losses. I think we're going to be uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And so I think we'll be six and two at this point. I think seven and three. Okay. Um, week Wait, ten. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> five would be five and three. We have eight games. Oh, five up. and three. Okay. Yeah. But week ten, we have uh, Green Bay at home at a one p.m. game. That's a dub because that's a dub because well, no unless unless Jordan Love just absolutely kills it, I still think if Jordan Love starts killing it, we're still better yeah. Green Bay right now. Then we have a uh, next week, week eleven, we're at Cleveland for a one o'clock game. I'll, I'll give I'll give the split on the on the Browns. I don't think actually, but like. Yeah, I was just giving it earlier than you, but yeah. Then uh, week 12, we have the Bengals. At, uh, we're at Cincinnati for that 1 o'clock game. Uh, I'll give that a loss. Then week 13, we're at home for the Cardinals on a 1 p.m. game. Uh, dub. Probably a dub. Then uh, New England at home the following week, short week Thursday, uh, 8-15. Two Thursday games. I'll give that Two a, Thursday games. I'll give that a dub. Mm-hmm. Then uh, week 15, we have a date and time to be determined for uh, Indianapolis at Indianapolis. For the flex. Um, I think that's a dub. We own the Colts. We own the Colts. We do. We do. It doesn't matter how good Anthony Richardson's going to be. We own the Colts. Then uh, the next week, we're back at home for a 4 o'clock game against the Bungles. Uh, then, I, I, think that, I, think, I think that could be a dub. 
but I don't know. I'll give it a loss. Then week 17, we're at Seattle uh, for a 4 o'clock game on New Year's Eve. Damn. Sick. That's a good tee up to New Year's Eve, though. Yeah. Steeler game, and then you got, like, all the New Year's Eve shit. Yeah, that's a good good one. That's a good time. Then uh, week 18, we have a flex game, Steelers-Ravens. No time set yet for that. I think by this point of the season, either the Ravens will have a, have their position locked up or Lamar Jackson will be hurt, so I'll give that up. I think uh, 49ers, I'm going to put a pin in. I feel like we can win that, but it depends on like who's playing quarterback for them. Yeah, because you're going to get either, like maybe Brock Perry was a flash in the pan if he's healthy. He's not probably going to be healthy mm-hmm. for it. And then if not, you're going to give Trey Lance, who's been very, very rusty, he's going to suck, or yeah. Sam Darnold. Like exactly. The, the, exactly, but their defense is just so good that like mm. it's tough. It's tough. Our defense is good too. Yeah, our defense is pretty good. We definitely got better. Okay, I think I think the like I said, I think the Browns and the Ravens. We we lose one of those two. I think we beat the Raiders. I think we beat the Texans. Then we go into the bye five and three, or no five and four and two. There's only four five games by then. Four and two, yeah. No three and two. <laughs> this is messing with you. No, you said five. It's five oh, games yeah, in. Yeah. Four and you. It's four and it, one. Four and one. Okay. Four and one. I'll but say we, you, no. You said we're gonna lose either the Ravens or the Browns. So we, you, yeah, yeah. we'll be three and two in the in the bye for in your stand. Either three and two or four and one. Okay. Then Rams. I think we beat the Rams because we have a whole bye week to prepare for that, and it's on the road. I think Jacksonville we might lose to. Tennessee we beat. Green Bay we beat. Browns, if we lost to them earlier, we'll beat them this time. Bungles we lose. Cardinals we win. New England we win. Indy we win. Cincy we lose. Seattle, maybe. And Baltimore, I think, if we didn't beat them earlier, we'll beat them the second time. Yeah, I'm thinking something similar. Uh, I think... I think the only divisional opponent we lose both games to is the Bungles. I think we go to the I go, think we go in the bye three and two. I agree with that. Then Rams, yeah, so f- uh, four and two, five and three, six and three for the Titans, seven and three for the uh, Packers, eight and three against the Browns, eight and four against Cincy, nine and four against Cardinals, ten and four against the Pats. Uh, eleven and four against oh, it's getting problematic. I know eleven and five <laughs> against the Bungles, eleven and six versus Seahawks, then twelve and six, depending on where the Ravens are, but probably more like eleven and seven. I like think we're a ten win team, so I, I don't think that's far off. So you're thinking ten and eight. You think we think we'll be ten and eight, and I think we'll be eleven and seven. Yeah, yeah. We we have a margin of error for one game here. Yeah. We'll put a trump uh, card on it. What? Trump card. Dude, what is with you and these trump cards? I got... I, oh, yeah, the next one. Never mind. I don't have to send you anything yet. <laughs> trump card. I'd rather just bet money on it at this point. I don't have to revisit my terrible decisions in betting. But, yeah. It's the Steelers playoff team. It's happening. Stage is set. Yeah, I I think so. All right, 
NBA. Yeah. Yeah, NBA. Oh, I also, uh, the first game of the season is going to be Chiefs-Lions. Ah, I mean. Thursday night in Arrowhead. Yeah, it's fun, but it's like, eh. No, I mean, it's definitely going to be detrimental to the Lions because they're going to get their ass whooped. Exactly, and, yeah. It's and like, it's just like, that's going to start their season off on a bad foot whenever, like, they yeah. start in a good... Like, like, they let up 40 points to the Chiefs and lose. This this Lions team, if they want to be good, they need, like, a cupcake week one. Yeah. Like, just to get their, like, get their feet under them. Not Although, like, if they beat but, the Chiefs... That'd be sick. That'd be the biggest yeah, head start ever. that'd be huge. Yeah, that'd be huge. But, I don't know. I don't think... A first game of the year, Thursday night... Super Bowl mm. winners. Probably there's probably some kind of banner reveal. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. Tough yeah. atmosphere for the Lions. That's, that's a tough that's a very tough one for the Lions. <laughs> that's what I mean. Um but all right, NBA. Playoffs are still wild. Um we said it last week, but it's definitely the better playoffs we had in a while. Um I usually go by West and East. I'm gonna do the recap of what's going on in the playoffs first. Okay. Uh, we have some headlines I want to get to. Definitely there's some headlines <clears throat> that we can definitely discuss. But I'm going to Yeah, go, if we touch on them, we'll discuss them. But yeah, otherwise. I'm going to go series by series, but I'm not doing East-West. I'm doing what games are happening tonight while we record okay. versus the other day. Like They kind of split one East and one West together. Um, so tonight it's Celtics versus Sixers, Nuggets versus Suns. Both series are three and two. By the time we're listening to this, you can obviously All go series are three and two. They're all three and two, but these two are about to be either tied or they're one this one's like the first uh, yes uh set of games if that makes sense um but yeah uh celtic sixers first that is going on right now do you have it on yeah celtics are killing it they're up 37 to 24 yeah what quarter uh second with 10 minutes and counting i mean i think i think if the celtics win tonight they're gonna win they're gonna win the series probably because they're going to have to go Game 7 in in, in Boston at the mm-hmm. top. So Sixers, they need to come back tonight if they want a fighting chance. Obviously, people listening, they'll know what happened. Um, but I'm rooting for the Sixers, for sure. Um, game 4, Harden had 42 points and beat at 34 points and 13 boards. Sixers won an OT. Um, it was not... like Jason Tatum didn't play awful. Jalen Brown didn't play awful. It was more just uh, those stats right there, like the... Uh, Sixers, two best players, are playing like the two best players. Um, and they got the dub. Uh, Horford, down the stretch, played very well, but couldn't hold off the Sixers completely. Um, the next game, game five, Horford absolutely sucked, put up a goose egg. Uh, but game five, the Sixers bodied Boston in Boston. Maxi dropped 30, Embiid dropped 33. Um, once again, not Jason Tatum's fault. He had 36 points and 10 boards. Uh, yeah, this series yeah, is Max fun to hit watch. The dagger that game, didn't he? Yeah, they put him up like a significant amount with a three. Yeah, they, they they won by a lot, but that was like the nail in the coffin, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this series has been very fun, but I'm I really hope the Sixers pull it off. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I like you're saying if the Celtics are up this big in the second, I feel like this is the Celtics is a team to like pedal to the metal when they're up big and just keep mm-hmm. piling it on. Um, from the other side, Nuggets Suns, which is tonight, Game Four. Joker got into it with the Suns owner. Uh, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, uh, the Sun, Suns owner is like Matt 
uh, something with a T. Um, but he, it was like out of bounds. He had the ball and like Joker tried to grab it from him. And there's like an argument and like Joker's like pushed him and he had all time flop ever. He went flying back, flailing up. Uh, Joker got teed up, but the league did not suspend him. I don't know why that's a big headline. Like the league was going to suspend him because that wasn't that bad at all. Yeah. I mean, the, the owner kind of held on to the ball, like a little bit maliciously, you know? Yeah. And I get like you, the players can't be pushing fans that that should be suspension, but the owner it's for first of all, it's the owner. It's different. And mm-hmm. second of all, he kind of initiated it, completely <clears throat> yeah. initiated it and he's not going to get out of his own building. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think it was also funny how like in the post game interviews, Joker was like calling him a fan the entire time. He was like, I don't, I don't know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's hilarious. He, he, he's very, he's very funny with that. But did you see the beginning of the next game before the game? He went up and like handed him the ball. <laughs> he, he saw he's that. there. Like they, they like made, they reconciled, but like they like, laughed and they dapped up. But mm-hmm. then he gave him the ball. Cause like he was like holding on to the ball. So that was very funny. Um, the game four, the Suns did end up winning. Mainly because Booker and KD both dropped 36. Yeah, that's what the that's what the Suns need. That's their winning formula. Just they have nobody else. They need those two just to go off. Yeah. Um, that game, Joker did have 53 points, which is his playoff career high. 53 points, 11 boards. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that they still didn't win. And Jamal Murray has been absolutely lighting it up. Yeah, I have his stats in front of me, but like when I was looking at stats earlier, like I think he had 27. Either last game or this game, they still lost. Yeah, it's just the bench isn't stepping up the way they need to right now. Which in game that was game four. Game five, the bench really stepped up with Bruce Brown dropped twenty five points mm. off the bench. That's that's exactly what they needed. They ended up winning game five in Denver. Um now they're tonight they can close things out in uh Phoenix. But yeah, no, you're right. The the game game four bench is really like the, the Nuggets bench didn't really do much. Um but yeah, game five was that was their biggest like factor. Bruce yeah. Brown. Um, so game six tonight, no Chris Paul still. He's yeah. still out. And no DeAndre Ayton tonight for the Suns. Oh wow. So he it's is tough, a tough thing to surmount right there. Yes. Yeah, I think he has a rib injury or a groin injury and C P has a rib injury, or maybe that's reverse. Um so Nuggets I think could are gonna close it out tonight. I hope so. If they don't close it out tonight, I think they're going to close it out in Game 7 because it's going to be in Denver. Yeah, so. I, I expect them to win this series. I hope they win this series. Um, I just – the Suns, you know, they're going to be that juggernaut. I just think next season I'm ready to accept that. I don't want to accept it this season. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to have to personally. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're good. Um, so, yeah, official prediction, I think it's going to be Nuggets and Celtics moving on. Out of those two respective series, probably it's forty two twenty eight right now. I want the Sixers, but I think it's going to be the Celtics. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, all right, now we'll go into tomorrow's games, aka last night's games, aka uh, the other two series from the West. We got the Lakers versus Warriors, Game Four. Uh, big factor, Lonnie Walker, fifteen mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, which is wild. Um, I think I saw someone on ESPN was like or maybe not ESPN who was it some oh Robert Griffin I'm pretty sure it's Robert Griffin the third wow. was saying like Lonnie Walker's 24 years old that's the same age as Kobe well the same as Kobe's uh what's it called uh number the last time a someone who's 24 years old or something like that had no last time a Laker had 15 points or more in uh, a 
fourth quarter was Kobe Bryant back in uh, 98, uh, 98 or 99. That's the same year Lonnie Walker was born. Like, it was like they're trying to draw parallels between. Dude, all those guys, Lonnie they have Walker like some fucking stat guy just like line, teeing up shit for them. Yeah. No, that that yeah, they have to be. That's like, come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that that is wild. I mean, there's no reason yeah, we should I'm be sure comparing Lonnie Walker to Kobe Bryant. Let's see if I can find it. RG three man, I'm I'm over him. I'm over his uh, analyst days. Yeah, I mean he's see the thing is he doesn't he's not a he's harmless. He he's is harmless. Over, yeah. He's overly excited about everything mm-hmm. yeah and, that, and that's just what i find annoying about him yeah um speaking of analysts you see kendrick perkins landed a sick joke on jefferson no what was it they were talking about something and richard jefferson was like now look i'm not going to split hairs here def- like defending something and then kendrick perkins chimes in he says you don't have any hairs to split oh that's funny yeah, and he's just like cracking up. Richard Jefferson was just stone faced, like just accepted it. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like the one good joke Kendrick Perkins ever told. <laughs> that that I hate him so much. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, I I found RG 3s tweets. It's oh, so funny. All right, so Lonnie Walker, the fourth performance in the fourth quarter was out of this world. The last Laker player to score 15 or more points off the bench in the fourth quarter of a playoff game was Kobe Bryant 26 years ago in 1997. Lonnie is 24 years old. We know it was you, Bean. We miss you. And it's a picture of Lonnie and Kobe next to each other. And then he followed up with another tweet. Uh, has it happened since 1997, 26 years ago? One plus nine plus nine plus seven equals 26. Yeah, two that's plus too six much. equals eight. Kobe's number. Two minus six is negative four. Lonnie Walker, the force number. 24 equals Kobe Bryant's number and Lonnie Walker's age. Lonnie Walker was ready when his number was called and delivered a Waker. Lakers fans won't soon forget. That is yeah, he, he needs to take a sit. He needs to take a seat off. He that. needs to take a breather. He needs to take Yeah, a- he needs to run a lap after that. That's that's that, too much. That's way too much. Mm-hmm. Way too much. Oh my god. Yeah, no. RG3, that's pretty funny. Anyway, where were we? Oh, game four. So Lion Walker's yeah. 15 points off the bench in the fourth quarter. First Laker to do so since Kobe Bryant. Um Clay Thompson shot three for eleven that game, which is a big factor uh, negatively for the Warriors. But Steph's been still still been Steph. The last, oh yeah, four. <laughs> right. um, the last two Lakers Warriors games, I bet some kind of bet that included uh, Clay Thompson's like scoring a lot, and he's mm-hmm. been absolute garbage the last two games. And that's a big factor, I think personally. But uh, game five, the Warriors did win, even though Clay wasn't doing anything really crazy. Um, Draymond Green had a solid game. It's the first time this playoffs I can really say Draymond Green had a big factor. He dropped 20 points and 10 boards. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's a good, really good game for uh, Draymond. Yeah. And Andrew Wiggins had 25 points and Steph had 27. So, like, that's a huge factor uh, in their win against the Lakers in game five. Another big factor was AD got bowed in the face and had to leave the game near the end of the game. Obviously, the game's already out of reach. Um, he's questionable for game six, but leaning towards he like he's going to play. Um, right. If AD doesn't play, the Warriors are gonna re- they're gonna have a they're, the Lakers are gonna pull a three one lead if AD doesn't play next game. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. LeBron's about to blow a 3-1 lead on Steph and the Warriors. But, like, it is, like, the perfect situation for a LeBron game. Yeah, the stop. He throws up, like, 40-something, 50 maybe. He's not there. If AD's not there. Yeah, yeah. I think AD's going to play. I think the Lakers are going to close it out next game, like tomorrow. Yeah, I think so, too. I I hope so, at least. Yeah. I mean, I I like this series. I'm cool with the Warriors at this point, but I just prefer the Lakers. I'd rather have LeBron win. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I want LeBron blowing a 3-1 lead because that's like, he's near his end of his career. That's going to be a huge stand on his legacy if he blows a 3-1 lead in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, like if he makes it to the Western Conference Finals with a seven seed, like that's 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 gonna make his legacy. Especially who rebuilt at the trade deadline. Literally, they they said, AD LeBron, like we're gonna get you help, and they just like mm-hmm. traded for like only role players, and those role yeah. players are huge right now. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let's take it over to the last series, the Heat Knicks. Save this one for last. Our two teams. Um. The Heat are up three to two. Game six is tomorrow tonight. We are listening in South Beach. Um, game four, great team effort from the Heat. Had a bunch of offensive rebounds down the stretch, which was really big. Mm-hmm. Um, no one really like did all the scoring. Like Jimmy Butler has been playing very well this series, but like he's kind of been able to uh, take a step back, and other people are stepping up. I mean, obviously, like game two when we lost, we. He didn't even play. Everyone's kind of been playing well. But mm-hmm. game five yeah. was all Knicks. So they won last night. They won game five. So the series now 3-2. Brunson, 38 points. He yeah. was a killer. And Brunson was a killer in game four, too. They just, he just couldn't, like, put up the whole team. Julius Randle hasn't been shooting great. I know he got hit in the eye last night. Yeah, he's been a liability, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's been tough. Like, if he was playing, like, what he was whenever the Knicks got back on the map, yeah, no disrespect, but this series would have been over. I think so, too. Um, so, last night, Julius Randle, 24 points, but he shot 7 for 13. He wasn't that bad last night. Mm-hmm. Um, four turnovers, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and then the previous game when you guys lost, I think he like, shot pretty bad. 8 for 13, 20 points. Uh, six turnovers. So he's not even shooting bad. It's just he's just not handling the ball at all. Exactly. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I think the Heat are gonna end things tomorrow. Personally, if we don't and we end up back in the Garden, I think the same situation kind of as uh, Sixers in Boston. I think it's really tough to play in the Garden. Um, but I also think if it goes to Game Seven you're going to get another 50-point game from Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I I think it's the Heat series to lose right now. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I mean, we're up 3-1. Like, there's, if we blow 3-1 lead, that's awful. Mm-hmm. If we blow 3-1 lead, I'm burning this shirt, this Hemi shirt. No, you're not. If, if we blow 3-1 lead, yeah. Not his jersey, just his shirt. <laughs> Would you get a shirt- new shirt next year? This shirt didn't arrive until we were 3-1. Oh. So, so far, I was like one yeah. game in with it. And if yeah, we you get lose it. three I'm... straight since I got the shirt, I have to burn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. 
I if they it. lose games, if they lose game six, do you burn it before game seven? No, I'm just going to ride the wave, bury it in the backyard, bury it first. Yeah, that's a lot of work. I mean, anything for the heat, man. <laughs> I don't know. Ryan, what are you doing back there? I, I got Shut up, mom. mom. Mom, it's Get a off thing for the heat. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, Ryan, the grass. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, you don't care about your team anymore. Um, but yeah, the Heat, man. That'd be sick. No, I'm sorry. I mean, if we win, sorry. I mean, if it's if the Celtics are really going to advance, which the Sixers are coming back a little bit, but it's not enough right now. But I'd rather the Heat play the Celtics anyways, because I think this the Heat have an actual shot at beating the Celtics. I think especially the way Randall's been playing. I think we I think the Knicks would get like. Oh yeah, maybe one game, maybe sweep against the Celtics. I I don't think you're going one. You don't think we win one? No. Yeah, not the way Randall's playing. Not at all. Horford's gonna eat his cookies. Probably. Yeah, I mean Bam's been kind of playing him really well. Mm-hmm. I'd rather play the Sixers as a Heat fan because I think Bam is gonna neutralize neutralize and beat enough. The, like he's still gonna score like twenty some points. Mm-hmm. He's gonna like I mean look at Julius Randle. He's still yeah, scoring twenty points. If he can stop and beat those from like turnovers double the are points. caused by like Bam. Yeah, you know like Bam's been like a menace to like Randle. Yeah, I, if Bam can stop and beat from getting double digit boards, that could be the yeah. icing on the cake. Yeah, I, we, then you throw like Jimmy Butler on James Harden, mm-hmm. neutralize yeah. him a little bit. Jimmy Butler's mm-hmm. always gonna play well against. The Sixers, especially if they throw Tobias Harris on him <laughs> on defense, like he's gonna cook Tobias Harris. Oh man, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know. I I think we the last year's playoffs against the Sixers, it was very like I think it's gonna be very similar to that if we play Music Conference Finals. Gotcha. So go Sixers. Um. Do you have anything else from the playoffs? I have some more NBA headlines, but none of them have to do with uh, the playoffs. So do you have anything storylines from the playoffs or anything you want to touch on? Um, Bing bong. Bing bong. The Knicks are dead. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, does anyone have thought of that yet? Bing bong, the Knicks are dead. The Knicks are dead. The Knicks are dead. I don't know. They probably will, though. We Bing get ahead bong, the New York Knicks are dead. <laughs> oh, man. But, all right, headlines. Headlines. Bing bong, the Knicks are <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm knocking on wood here, so everyone knows I'm knocking on wood. Um, all right. NBA headlines, all defense and all rookie teams have been released. Uh, I know they're not that crazy of a headline. I'm just going to roll through them super quick. Um, let's do all rookie team. Uh, is, the first team is Pilo Bancaro. Obviously, he won rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Jalen Williams, obviously, uh, rookie of the year uh, finalist. Walker Kessler, obviously a finalist from the Jazz. Um, Benedict, uh, uh, I don't know his last Cumberbatch. name. No, uh, Matherin. Matherin. Oh, okay. M A that's math M A T H U R I N. He's from the Pacers. And then uh Keegan Murray from the Kings. Second team is Jaden Nivey. Uh 
Tari Eason from the Rockets, Jalen Duran from the Pistons, Jabari Smith from the Rockets, and Jeremy Sochin from the Spurs. I don't know a lot of them, but there's a couple Pistons on the list. A couple uh, Rockets on the list. It's not bad. Uh, Then the All-NBA defense first team, we had uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. Evan Mobley. Okay. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Drew Holiday. Yeah, it makes sense. And Alex Caruso. Really? First team defense. Yeah. I uh, feel like I heard, I don't know if this is a joke or not. I think I read on part of my take that he's like the first Italian American to get all defense first team since like 50 something. Jeez. <laughs> uh, like Italians probably God, but not Italian Americans. That's hilarious. That's I in fact he's probably gonna hit up like all the sororities down in in uh, Chicago now. <laughs> he's gonna go to the Paul's campus in this party <laughs> of the sororities. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's just a joke or that's actually true, but I in fact check it all. But I I'm gonna believe it's true because that's an awesome stat. Yeah, uh, I, I'm rolling with it's true. Yeah, and then uh, all defense second team we got Draymond Green, OG, uh, Anobi, and Anobi, um, Bam Adebayo, Dylan Brooks, and Derek White. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Dylan Brooks, better. Are you only saying that because of the rumors circulating? You might go to the Heat. I mean, he's. I'm saying that because he's a second team all defense. <laughs> You're already teeing up the defenses, dude. He's a fantastic defense. <laughs> Any team would be lucky to have him off the bench for defense purposes. <laughs> that's what. That's what we. Why well, is the Heat could use him? Like how we use Jay's Crowder. All right. <laughs> what? I'm just. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying that I want. I want him or anything. I'm just saying. It's good competitor. Would you get a Dylan Brooks jersey? No. A t-shirt jersey. No. All right. Next. <laughs> what Howard's living his best life over in Asia? Oh, I don't yeah. Know. I think he's in Thailand. I'm not sure, but um. I sent you. I sent you. You've seen the video. I saw the video, and I sent it to us so we can like kind of both both just like remind ourselves of it. But it's like him shooting some kind of commercial and saying something in Nihao. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever Asian language. I think he's in Thailand. But so I speak Thai. Yeah, but I don't know for sure. But let's just say he's in Thailand. But yeah, he's speaking uh, Thai uh, Taiwanese, and he. Uh, and just about flanked by two girls. It's it's very funny commercial. He's just like ear to ear. It's very funny. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. Dude, it just reminded me of Vinny Chase's filming his commercial. Yeah. In his yeah, down yeah. years, like an entourage. Yeah, it's so funny. Dude, like, I mean, I mean, stuff. you know, do uh, he can do his thing. You know, it's cool. But. Oh, hey, everyone has to go look it up. He's he's so he looks so happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, side note: Sixers are only down ten now. Jason Tatum, I think, only has one point. Oh, he's zero for nine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, really. So that that could be a recipe for disaster for the Celtics. Yeah, definitely. Um, Let yeah, me just fact check point, zero for ten. 0 for 10, 1.7 boards, 6 assists. Yeah, yeah. Not a good night for Jason Tatum. 
That's crazy. They're up big with that happening. I mean, now it's only seven. So Jalen Brown is 11. Marcus Moore is 15. Malcolm Brogdon is 13. Hell of a run for the Sixers to close out the half. Yeah. Harden is three for 10. And beats three for nine. Oh, and Tatum bricked another one to end at the half. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he's got to get he's got to get it figured out. Yeah, he has to. Oh, it's detrimental. Um, all right. Next headline. Yeah. Ben Simmons is playing on playing for Australia in the World Cup. Um, hear me out here. Hear me out here. This is truly the make or break for his career. If he goes out there and just balls against really shitty teams, gets his confidence back on track. I think he's going to be good next year. If he comes out here and gets hurt and misses this game and plays like trash against these really shitty teams, he's done. He's officially done. But like, I I mean, I agree, but I agree, but this is just the Ben Simmons cycle that we go through every year. That cat's not true because the World Cup's not every year. Well, okay, but you know what I mean, though? Like, he sucks, maybe has an injury that can justify the suckingness. And then in the offseason, he goes to do, like, this play for the tournament, whatever tournament. Or he goes and, like, you see videos of him in a YMCA mid-draining threes left and right. And then you're like, I don't know, maybe Ben Simmons figured it out. And then the season comes around, he stinks again. In his defense, this is only really the second season that, that's happened. Cause but it's been a, it's been he a cycle. Because he was, this first couple of years, he couldn't shoot threes, but he was still, there's games where he's dropping like 50 points a game, like going crazy. Yeah, it was just yeah. like one bad playoff series, like kind of like just messed up in his head. Like so, that, that, one, that one where he passed on a wide open layup, remember that? It, that, it was the free throw with uh, <coughs> Bradley Beal, maybe? What? Bradley Beal. I was saying it the one day that Brad Bradley Beal made a bet with him at the free throw line, saying that he was gonna <laughs> he was gonna miss one one of them, and then he missed both. And that? they bet like to like twenty k or something like that. Damn, I never heard that. It's crazy. So that um, that was before the series where he sucked. Yeah, I mean that it all stems from that. So the last two seasons he's been trash. But oh yeah, all I'm saying is I think this could be a, a chance when he play like a team has nobody. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna dominate him probably. And that's what Dwight Howard's doing that. right now. Yeah, exactly. All right, he's probably the only guy that's over six foot. <laughs> oh, definitely. No, I mean, yeah, I guess in Thailand, yeah. <laughs> I'd say China. Unless they have other NBA ex NBA players there. I'd say China has a sometimes the random seven footer like a Yao Ming or some other yeah, big, yeah. Like Chinese guy. But this is in China. This is in Thailand. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. could be. Um, all right, the last headlines I have. Um, I think there's the the last thing I'm gonna say here is we're gonna have some great discussion. Um, so I save these for last. But the coaching vacancies. So there's three coaches vacancies that there's rumors about who's gonna fill what role right now. Um. To start, the Pistons are interviewing Milwaukee's Bucks associate head coach, Charles Lee. New Orleans Pelicans assistant, Jaron Collins. And former UConn head coach, Kevin Ole. So, I think if you get uh, the old UConn guy in there, you have a very young team right now. Mm-hmm. With not a lot of veteran guys. I think the team like that translates from college to the pros very well. Yeah. You know? 
Like, I think sometimes guys have a tough time transitioning from college to, college to the pros because you have a bunch of guys who are 30 years old, been in the league for 10 years, and you, it's tough to kind of treat them like a college kid. But with the Pistons, everyone's pretty damn young. And they're probably they're kind of all freshly out of college. Like I think you can demand like authority, respect. Like if you can deal with them easier than like dealing with like a fifteen year old vet. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, and I think it's better than Mo- the Milwaukee Bucks assistant. Yeah, and the considering Boots got fired too. Yeah, it's the associate head coach and the assistant coach for Pelicans and Bucks. Yeah, that's not great. I, I'd uh, rather go with UConn's guy at that point. I think so too. I think that'd be the best move. Right now, the Bucks got permission to interview uh, Raptors assistant Adrian Griffin. I'm not really familiar with who he is, but also Warriors assistant coach Kenny Atkinson. Um, Kenny Atkinson used to be a coach in the NBA. Obviously, uh, most recently of uh, the Nets before Steve Nash was Kenny. Um, I think if you're gonna get one of those two guys, you got to go Kenny. I'm sure I there'll be so. someone else who pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, but. What if they just go out and get Nick Nurse? <laughs> It'd be funny. It'd be funny. What if the Raptors and Bucks just swapped and like Budenholzer goes to the Raptors and Nick Nurse goes to the Bucks? Well, there's somebody else that the uh, the Raptors are considering, I think. Well, that's next. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Spoiler. Um, I didn't say it. I know, but you're about to. I said I literally said I'm going to save the last one. I think it'd be a good discussion. Um. All right, then Raptors are interviewing Nuggets assistant coach David Aldman. That's who you're referring to, right? No. And J.J. Redick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Raptors are interviewing J.J. Redick, or they're planning on interviewing J.J. Redick for the head coaching job at the Raptors. I think J.J. Redick would be a fantastic head coach. I like to think it, but part of me worries he wouldn't be. What's your reasoning for not? Because I don't know. I think he has a very good basketball mind, so I think that that would make him successful. But he just, knows he knows just, the he knows the game very, very, very well. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I think he'd be the way he breaks down the game and everything like that, and just the way you hear him talking about it compared to other analysts, where other analysts, even other ex pros, just kind of say blank statements about stuff like us. He will give you a breakdown, like step by step breakdown of why he has each opinion. Mm-hmm. And he like the way the, these players move their feet and the way they do this, the way they do that. Like he knows the game so well. I think he'd be a fantastic coach, especially if you're going to get a few young guys in there, like Scotty Barnes, they have who's young. OG can use some guidance probably. Um, like I think, I think the Raptors and they could be getting a decent draft pick this year. I think he'd be a great coach for a rebuilding Raptors team. I I I love I would love to see him succeed. It's just like the stigma with players becoming coaches is not a great stigma at the moment. Yeah, like recent players. Jason Kidd's not that bad. I think he gets a worse rap than he. I, Steve I think Nash. He, Steve Nash was was not great. Doc Rivers is a great coach regular season. Yeah, but Doc. Yeah, I mean, but. Doc was like not a player for a while before he coached. I don't know about Maybe that. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know when Doc because no, because he, he started coaching like early to mid two thousands for the Magic. Okay. And he played in the eighties, maybe early nineties. Okay. Maybe mid nineties. Let me see his playing career. Yeah. 
Um, but I don't know. And he's JJ is a Doc Rivers guy. Glenn Rivers, sorry. I don't know why I'm talking keep saying Doc all the time. Um he his playing career was until ninety six. His coaching career started in ninety nine. All right. His first head coaching job was three years after he retired. Steve Nash was more than three years. Jason Kidd was probably more than three years. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm trying but, to think of who else, but yeah. I mean, I'm pulling for him. I, I like JJ Reddick, and I, I think, like you were saying, he has a very good basketball mind. I think he'd be successful with a team like that, mm-hmm. especially if they shop out Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I think so too, because I think they're going to be rebuilding, and mm-hmm. they're going to try to do one of those quick rebuilds where they have Scotty Barnes, who's a second year, and yeah. I, or maybe going to be his third year, maybe. And OG's pretty young, but like they're building around Scotty Barnes. So if yep. they wanted to trade away like these Fred Van Vliet's and the Siakams, and you can probably get a couple first round picks that were young like guys. And yeah, if you're gonna start rebuilding while having one of your core guys there already, mm-hmm. I think JJ Reddick will be a great because he'll unlock Scotty Barnes more while yeah. also like being able to like coach up guys coming up, young guys coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I think that'd be great. I love I I'd love it. But it also sucks because I do love him on ESPN, and that means he'd probably he would not do that anymore. That's true too. Yeah, yeah, he'd be done with that. But you know, bad, it, it, it would justify him coming back quickly after it. You know, how bad would Kendrick Perkins be as a coach? Oh God, it'd be so bad. It'd, it'd be, be so, so bad. <laughs> I'd be I'd be like hysterical to watch. Give him like a contender team too. You know what I mean? Like one of those teams that like. Hey, they could compete right now, like the Bucks. You know what I mean? And just no. watch them burn it to the ground. <laughs> give him, no, you have to give him the Thunder because if you give him the Bucks, well, all those guys like Giannis, Chris Middleton will just not listen to him. Yeah, you got to give him a, a team with like who has very much young talent and just see him them go like zero and eighty two. Like, it, like Josh Giddy's been great. SJ's been great. Check could be good. Can you imagine going Jaylen the whole NBA season and not win a game? Yeah. Like you give him a young team who should make a playoff run, like the Thunder, oh. and give him Kendrick Perkins, they're going to own 82. Who who had the fewest losses in an NBA season? Or the fewest wins, I mean. That'd be good trivia. I have a guess. I'm Googling it right now. I think it's the Sixers with, like, Michael Carter-Williams and Shane. Or, or That's right. That, or that maybe. Might be, that might be it, yeah. I think they were bad. They were, like, on a. Ooh. You are you're close. Were they, are they so talking? they were the third worst. Was the Celtics on there from like the t- 2010s, like Jared Sollinger and stuff? No, they were. They're not even in the top like 10. Uh, they're very bad. So 2016 was the most recent, the, the 76ers. They were third worst. They were 10 and 72. 76ers That's- also. Huh? That was the team I was thinking of. Yeah, the, the 76ers were also the second worst team in 1973. They had nine wins throughout a 73, or sorry, a uh, 81 game season. That's crazy. Number one, the Charlotte Bobcats in 2012 was seven wins throughout a season. It was a lockout year though, so they were seven and 59. That's crazy. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good trivia. Yeah. The 76ers in 73 and 2016 were the most losses, though. 
But by win percentage, nine wins it was the tough. Bobcats. Nine wins is tough. No, but that's crazy. Seven wins. Seven wins throughout an entire, even if it's a lockout year. I, I think it was, they were seven and 59. So that was 66 uh, uh, games. So, yeah. So you, yeah. So you're not even that far off. You're like 16 games off. Mm-hmm. You maybe get like what, one more win maybe out of that, two more. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah, that's crazy, dude. That's insane. <laughs> um, that's a good trivia. Who has the most wins? Oh, God. Oh, the Warriors. Yeah, that's, I, I, I know. I was <laughs> like, oh, God, I'm going to have to Google again. Well, who, who was the second? Who they beat? The Bulls. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think here. The longest win streak. 29? Something like that. I forget who it was. And the Heat were pursuing it. I it think the it Lakers. was. Was it the Lakers? Showtime Lakers? Maybe. I also think it might be the Bulls this season. They had the previous record uh, for most yeah. wins on. Um, yeah, but the Heat were sense. at 27 wins. And I think it was like 29 or 30. Like they were so close. Yeah. He had LeBron and D-Wade and Bosh. All right. That's all I got from you. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. All right. Well, let's take it over to pop culture. Yeah. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom. You looking for this? All right. Let's get into pop culture. Leading off movies. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We both got a chance to see it last week, opening night. Seeing it again next week. Some of us are seeing it again next week. Thoughts? Dude, well, I got the second show just as a tree for Groot. So I did see one. So, like, the, the infamous F bomb they dropped in the movie. That it was like the first oh, one in the MCU for a while. Wait, pause, pause. Yeah. Before we get into spoilers, let's do this last. What if someone's listening and they're like, yo, no spoilers? I thought we always said, like, you can skip ahead. Yeah, but we don't know how long we're going to have. All right, we could do the last. I don't care. It's up to you. I mean, I was kind of already in the mix of it, though. <laughs> I know. I, I, I meant to say it before we started. I'm kind of rolling with it now, dude. All right, fine, guys. <laughs> the F-bomb they dropped in the movie. Open the fucking door. So there's some people that didn't like the placement of the F-bomb. They thought better use of it would have been Groot dropping. I fucking love you guys. That'd be funnier. Would I be also- funnier. I also heard though that it was a improv fuck by Chris Pratt and they left it in. Yeah, yeah, like James Gunn kind of cued him up to say it. Oh, I heard that he just said it, and then they said, "Oh, that's fine, keep that in." And they did a retake where he said it. I saw an interview with both of them, and James Gunn was saying that he like has a earpiece like it with Chris Pratt during the movie, and he would like tell him like some lines he would think of on the spot. Oh. And he told him, like, hey, drop this. Say open the fucking door. Oh. I, I, read, I heard a, I read a carpet interview with Chris Pratt where he's like, yeah, I just said it. And James, James thought it was awesome. Kept it in. 
Maybe that maybe it is the case. I don't know. Maybe the interview is lying. Like, you know, sometimes they do that. Like they'll just make shit up. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. But still, regardless, it's awesome news. I love. I think it would have been funny though if Groot said it though. Yeah, I think so too. Like, I fucking funny. love you guys. That I would like. I would like that moment way more if it was that. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that moment that much. But weird. It did feel a little weird, but it was still funny. Um. So my thoughts on the movie. I think it's a very good movie. I think I wanted it like we were kind of discussing after we watched it. Just a little more sad. Wasn't as sad as I would have liked. As depressing as that sounds. Um, Other than that, though, like looking at it, though, I think it's cool how James Gunn took the first movie and it was Peter coping with his loss of his mother. The second movie was Peter coping with the loss of his father. And the third is him coping with like himself. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of cool, cool how it goes through the trilogy like that. It's literally, yeah. I was, I was thinking about this too. It's the best trilogy in the MCU, hands down. Probably, probably. I, I love Guardians. I'm not gonna try to. I'm, I'm just going through all of them, and I think, I think so too. Like I was thinking, Captain America. You could maybe argue, but the first one was a little bit shitty looking back. I love the first one. The second uh, one's it, a banger. I love the first one. I still think Guardians all three are way better overall. Yeah. Um, I mean, two of my like top three movies for a long time mm-hmm. have been Winter Soldier and Guardians One. Yeah. So like, I I hundred percent agree with the Guardians though. But um, I still think it was a very good movie. Um, it was a very good closing of the characters as a whole. Um, I think they could have maybe did a little bit more with Drax's send off, if anything. Cause like Drax mm-hmm. isn't gonna be in the movies anymore because Dave Batista's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. So like, it would have been cooler to like write him off more than just like, oh yeah, you can hang around here, Drax. Like <laughs> I Okay. Yeah. I mean I I was good. I was like, you go well, you cook a little bit. I think I think the whole Drax thing, I hate the fact they didn't kill him because, like you were saying before, I think it could be a little more sad if Drax dies or sacrifices himself or mm-hmm. maybe dies saving those kids. That would have been a good way to do it. I yeah. love I love the where it did end, though. Like I love the line, you're meant for more than being a destroyer. You're meant to be a dad. I love that whole thing as like a closing of his character. I think you could have done that while also killing him. Yeah, like, true. Sadder. But mm-hmm. I know, I agree, though. I think it's weird to leave this Drax like just on nowhere yeah because we'll never see him again but we'll probably be in nowhere a lot yeah he david he's is not coming back Mm -hmm. so it's that's why i wanted him to die because like you can have him die in an emotional way as a great send-off then you also don't have to have like the like oh drax is out there somewhere alive and when he's not showing up the movies because david he doesn't do it anymore Mm -hmm. it's like well fuck that's Um, a loose end yeah I at first I was worried, like whenever Adam Warlock came in and just like kind of fucked up shit and essentially killed Rocket, um, but then he gets like resuscitated and comes back to life by the end of the movie. But I I thought for a second they were just gonna like use Adam Warlock for that and then that was it. In the moment of watching it, yeah. Do you like what they did with Adam Warlock? I mean, he's kind of um, so, like that in the game that I played, so I don't know. It seems like it's somewhat legitimized. 
I I'm always, I mean I I liked how he was used he was used but I mm-hmm. see a lot of people complain because he's not like that in the comics at all. Oh, where I well, not like that at all. I mean he is like very very badass in yeah. the comics. He kills Thanos and takes Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, I do that. Mm-hmm. And he's just like a badass like dope character. And some people who are fans of the character are like kind of like are well they're kind of making him like a dummy. Because they, they they played on the he was literally born yesterday type thing, which I think works, and it's very James Gunn of him to do True. that. And yeah. I, think, I think it definitely works, and I liked Adam Warlock a lot. I just feel like I hear a lot of the comic book people are complaining about it. Yeah. Like, well, he shouldn't be. I think it's great. And so one thing I was going to ask you, and I was going to do too, what are your, what's your t- three favorite things about like scenes from the movie or parts of the movie? Because if, if I you want me to go first, I think top three is definitely Adam Warlock's entrance. To crazy on you or whatever, like he's just flowing through space and I know where. Like that's oh all, yeah, like like that. That's perfect. I thought that was a great entrance. I love that scene. Yeah, that was cool. I think uh, I, think I did like the whole part. infiltration mission. Which which one? Like the one where they were going to get the uh, file rocket or whatever. The Nathan Fillion stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like that whole mission. That was like classic Guardians for me. Yeah, I like the like mission. the way the whole mission like kind of fell apart towards the end, but they figured it out. Um, yeah. I think that was probably upper echelon for me. I don't know if I want to put a number one or not, but I, I'm probably not gonna have an order. I'll just name three. Yeah. Um, next scene, probably Adam Warlock's fight sequence. Like that was a cool fight sequence at the in the opener. Yeah, uh, I like that as well. And. Uh, Probably the second infiltration of the high evolutionaries like place is Diggs. Yeah, that that, that was that was great too. Like, like Root having the guns inside of him. Yeah, I, like I love. So my I think my three are uh, Adam Warlock's introduction, like I said, the no sleep till Brooklyn hallway fight scene after Rocket comes back up, and it's like I'm yeah, tired of running. I'm tired of running is so sick. And then they just like do a very sick hallway. Like Marvel loves the hallway scenes. Mm-hmm. And that was perfect. Um, and then the third was probably every flashback with Rocket and like the crew. Yeah, that was that sad. Hit, it's <laughs> so sad, but it's so awesome seeing like Rocket's backstory. I got on the Rocket's like it's such a cool character. So being able to see his backstory and I mean, it's very sad, and that definitely ties down the heartstrings, but I like it. I think it's great for the character. Mm-hmm. No, it was good. It was good. Um, wait, I thought I, I thought something else. Oh, I feel like Cosmo was used in a very crummy way and almost. I, I liked Cosmo's, like, the side character, like, relief, comic relief. I think Kraglin was overused a little bit. I just hated the whole, like... Oh no, you're a bad dog, and she's like, "Oh no, you got you can't do that to me." Like, yeah, but I also I think it's I think it came around to be funny again, especially in the poker scene, whenever it's like Russian put me on a rocket, blast yeah. me in the space, but they never once called me a bad dog. <laughs> like I thought that was, I thought it came back around again. Like I, I agree at first I was like this is kind of right, this is kind of a stupid like joke, but when it came back around for the poker game, I. I went back to liking it again. But, like, I didn't like... I Because I knew it was coming at the end of the movie in the final battle sequence where she w- he would be like, oh, you're actually a good dog. And it was like, aw. Like, I knew that was coming the first time he said bad dog. Like, Yeah. So, like, that was the thing I probably didn't like about it. But um, I mean, it's, it's still a good movie. What, I like it. I like how fight? they... Huh? Was that the only big complaint you, you had? 
Uh, it was one of the larger ones, and besides it not being sad enough. Yeah. But I, I had two, easily worth the ticket though. Yeah, so I had two big complaints. Um what well, three, but I took one back. So uh one was what you're saying, not sad enough. I think you could have done something with Drax. Um two I didn't like I said I think I said this in the theater too, either you or Josh. Um I was like, damn, they should have had come and get your love at the end of the movie or some point in the movie. And then they did in the after credit scene, which hooked on a feeling. Someone makes it. No, that's uh, come and get your love. 100%. They hooked on a feeling. No, that's in the trailer. Come and get your love. That's the song that opened the whole, all the trilogy. And that's like what they did in the post credit. I would like that in the actual movie, not the post credit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did like that they used it. But I really wish it was like the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That'd been mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and then the other one, which I took back, I, I explained it to you before we started recording this section. Um, a big plot hole that people were pointing out is in the end when Peter was in outer space and Adam had did the awesome. Uh, oh, that like, was allowed Adam to revive him. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were complaining. Well, in Infinity War and Endgame, Peter had his mask that he can breathe in outer space with. So why didn't he use it? Then I watched a video where they basically broke down like James Gunn's reasoning for not doing it, and it makes sense. It's like at the end of Guardians 2, Yondu sacrificed himself by giving him the spacesuit because he didn't have his helmet because the ego broke it. So in James Gunn's uh, headcanon, Star-Lord doesn't have his mask anymore. The ego broke it. Without consulting him, the Russo brothers just tossed the mask back on him in Infinity War and Endgame. And so when he came back to Guardians 3, James Gunn was like, well, this whole scene is supposed to be because he doesn't have a mask anymore. So I'm just going to keep it in. And he tweeted out, like, I don't know. He left it in his drawer back in his room or something. But it actually makes sense why he doesn't have his mask. Because in James Gunn's Guardians little thing, he doesn't have his mask anymore. So two things with that. One, I think James Gunn is a professional director. He should find a way to work around that a little bit. I don't but, know, maybe you rebrace it, it at the start of the movie. It was what this video said was that he kind of seemed like pissed that Marvel like just did something like that without asking because he also kind of made fun of uh, how Marvel fucked with his characters by throwing Grimoire off the cliff. And yeah. The with the elevator with the when they're in the hostage and that thing. Mm-hmm. And how he, like, told the whole story of the Infinity Saga because he because James Gunn apparently was not a fan of the fact that Peter hit Thanos. He said. Peter would have been angry, but he wouldn't have done that. And then him, them just killing off Gamora and making things complicated for him. Mm-hmm. So they're saying like he just said fuck Marvel and just said the mask doesn't exist anymore. Like they did stuff like that that fucked with his whole plans. But also, I don't know. I feel like he could have just like just for the fans at that point, just like had something at the beginning of the movie where maybe it breaks or maybe it's established that he doesn't have it, and then carry on with that in the finale. Um, Oh, that was the other thing. I think it would have been cooler if Adam didn't save Peter from space. If it was Gamora, I think that would have been cool. I think so, too, because of the first Guardians, whenever Peter saves Gamora from outer space. That would mm-hmm. be really cool. I think I that would have been a good that. way to, like, connect, like, okay, that was, like, it's still Gamora, but it's past Gamora and then this version of Gamora. I agree. But I, there's I, still the same, like, you know, human, uh, humanity to her. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I feel like I was thinking something like that in the theaters. It would have been so much better if anyone would have saved him except for Adam. 
I like Adam Warlock. Honestly, like dead. He probably is the one that could do it quick enough, but like Gamora would have been like the best one for me. Yeah, Rocket, because it's mm-hmm. not he's really in the movie. You can make him go do it. Like you can make literally anyone do that except for Adam, but like they needed the shoehorn and like oh yeah, Adam Warlock's here's his redemption. Yeah. Oh, and Groot got like insane power ups this movie, dude. It's awesome. Insane power ups, dude. He, got, fly. he can get massive. I guess he's hollow probably, but he's still massive. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like hiding everything inside of his like skeletal, I don't know, wood core, like John the weapons McClane. and shit. And John then the wings. McClane. You have the John McClane hiding the gun. Yeah, and then the and he gets wings. Yeah. He literally flies. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. He got like three massive buffs this movie. It's crazy. Like old group, but... like old group, pretty much all he did was like make a ball <laughs> like that. Everybody could just be yeah. in to survive. Yeah. He also can't forget. He grew really tall and got the thing off the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's kind of wild. The whole f- the wings thing was crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. Like that blew my mind when I was watching. I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was awesome. All right. Um, can't wait. Post credit scenes, really nothing major. You get a look at the new Guardians. So Rocket, Groot, Adam, the kid, and Kraglin. The kid's a character in the comics. Oh yeah, I was asking. I I don't know who the kid is in the comics. Uh, I I expected one of the kids to be, you know, kind of like a future installment. Yeah, her whatever her name is in the movie, in the comics is like that. Whatever name she is is like the first name of a hyphenated two name thing. Oh. And I I want to say she was like an Inhuman or something. Like she wasn't okay. a cosmic get, get guardian she was a part of some other team but she was a character let me see it's like like uh starts in the f like fella or something and then they just set up uh peter quill on earth yeah that's sweet mm-hmm. so he'll probably be back for secret wars yeah no he definitely will be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm trying to find her name dude, i just love the the uh, the videos going around too, like after Guardians Three coming out, like all the scenes involving Rocket in the past movies, where people are like, "Fuck, man!" Like that's like good storytelling, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Weird. with like the first movie where Rocket was drunk trying to shoot up the place, he was like, "He called me vermin. You, he called me a monster." Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Wait, sorry, I got it. So, it's. Uh, Phyla Vell, P H Y L A, and she in the comics is the son of Marvel, so Captain Marvel before Karen, uh, Car- Carol, uh, what's his name? Carol Danvers, Can't Carol Baskins, <laughs> Carol Baskin. Um, yeah, so her character in the comics is the daughter of Marvel, so she's like a Captain Marvel type, like powers. And then, uh, the only other thing I had, unless you had anything to add, did you catch the cameos? Aside from like Sean Gunn's, hey, here's my friends appearances. I heard, I saw the one like really fucked up dude saying thank you was James Gunn. Yeah. Pete Davidson was in it. Ugh. Where? He was one of the Ravagers, I think. Ugh. And then they cut Miley Cyrus from it. 
Remember, she was one of the guardians. She was the robot head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They caught her. She wasn't the robot head anymore. Somebody else. It was. I'm pretty sure it's Tara Strong. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. But I leaned over during the movie right before the movie started because Josh forgot about the uh, Stallone team. Mm-hmm. And I, he's like, wait, Stallone's in this movie because Stallone's. I, in the I caught beginning. him saying that, yeah. Yeah, and I said, yeah, he was like the end of two, and the robot has Miley Cyrus. And then she started talking. The robot heads are talking. I was like. Doesn't sound like Miley Cyrus. Then afterwards, mm-hmm. I looked it up, and it, I'm pretty sure it's Tara Strong. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. But I mean, I'd rather have Miley Cyrus there. Um, um I so, you have anything else you had from the movie? I think this movie is. I think it's not. It's worse than one. Same level as two. I I, I like this and two the same, and I think the soundtrack was awesome. I mean, I I, I like the soundtrack a lot. I think I like the soundtrack a lot, but I don't think it was the best soundtrack. Oh, the best soundtrack. It's definitely not. Mm. Two's the best. I think soundtrack. Two's was the best. Two's the best soundtrack. Yeah. So this is the worst soundtrack, but I like the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Dog Days Were Over was a great use at the end. Yeah, I agree. That was great. Yeah. I, I love, I love that song. I was say I love Florence and the Machine. I really only like two songs by Florence and the Machine. That song and Shake It Out. Mm-hmm. But like, still, that was a great song. Yeah, and the use of Creep in the opener was what was very good as well. Creep was awesome. Mm-hmm. Crazy on You was awesome mm-hmm. do you realize it was awesome like background music for whenever uh Brax is doing the analogy with peter mm-hmm. um no sleep till brooklyn fit perfectly for that scene i think oh and that one red alien girl in the infiltrate the first infiltration mission was uh rat, rat catcher. catcher yeah you called that um all right before we get into the next thing for movies right one more update you think it's we're is this the best since Endgame, or do you think the, do you like something else? Because I feel like a lot of people are comparing. Shang Chi was the best since Endgame. I like this better than Shang Chi. Chong Chi. I like Chong Chi though. A lot. I like Shang Chi better than this, but I think it was good. It was good. It was worth the ticket. It's gonna keep me invested a little bit, but um, it's probably second for movies. No, third, 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 third. No Way Home was the best since Endgame. Uh, I think No Way Home one, Shang Chi second, this third. I agree it's those three, but I I put this number one, Shang Chi two, No Way Home three. Really? No, No Way Home over Shang Chi. I like Shang Chi a lot. It's it's it it just I like I love the Guardians and I love Spider Man. I think it's mm-hmm. more. I think Shang Chi is a better movie. Yeah, but I just like the other two better because I like the characters better because I don't really know Chong Chi's characters or anything yet. All right. Um. Anyways, quick update: sixes are up. Score. Uh, seventy-one sixty-nine. It's in the third, late third. Should I text Owen right now and say congrats? Oh, sixty-eight seventy-one. Sorry, but yeah, it's one minute left in the third. I don't know. It's still tight. <laughs> I know. But- I'm I'm saying it to fuck with them. Like, should I do? Should I text them? Yo, man, congrats on the win. I'll see you in these. If they get up, if they get up ten, I'll let you know. Uh, so part of me wants, obviously, wants the Sixers to win so we can play the Sixers. But part of me wants that series to go to seven so we have more rest mm-hmm. if we win tomorrow. But I don't know what I want more. Right. Ideal situation would be the Sixers lose tonight, but they win in Game Seven. I just don't think they're going to win in Boston. Mm. All, right. All right. Next thing for movies I had though, uh, 
Lucasfilm and Disney did confirm that Grand Admiral Thrawn will be the Mandalorian movie's main antagonist. So they kind of teed him off. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, nice. They kind of teed him off in the season three of Mandalorian with all the Grand Moff Gideon, uh, you know, scenes Mm -hmm. and sequences prior to the final battle. We're also pretty much assuming we're going to get him in Ahsoka. We're, we're going to see him, but we'll probably get like a lot of him in Ahsoka, I'm thinking. So uh, it's kind of cool that we're going to get him in the movie as well. I think that's a good way to sell it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the only other thing I had for movies was Carl Urban was casted as Johnny Cage for Mortal Kombat sequels. So... I like so I think the look that he has can definitely play Johnny Cage. I think he has the wittiness and the humor and his acting style that he can deliver the lines that Johnny does. But I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see footage. But I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's a overall good casting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you default to you on that because I'm not a Mortal Kombat guy. Yeah. So he's essentially. So in the Mortal Kombat universe, it's like all these things with all these different realms and fighting combats, tournament shit. He is an actor who's just also a bat. He's like he's based off Schwarzenegger in the 80s and 90s. Okay. so he's like a badass, but he's also an actor. I I vaguely know who he is. I vaguely know who some of the characters are. That's his whole premise, though, you know? So he's kind of like just making jokes and all that shit the whole time. But he's a very... Like he saves the day in a few of the games. Was Quite he like, referenced? you reference it all in the first movie? Is this like a sequel to? Yeah, that? in the end credit scene, he was referenced. Nice. There was a poster for him. Um, was it Carl Urban? No. No. It was like the poster just had Johnny Cage on the name on like on the name of the poster. It didn't show the face. Oh. Did you like that movie? I thought it was the best World Combat movie they've done, but that's not saying much at the same time. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was like a good watch, but I don't know. It was probably more nostalgia for me. Yeah, I'm looking at the after credit scene. Um, but that's all I have for movies, though. Unless you have something you want to toss in. No, I'm seeing Guardians again on Saturday. <laughs> all right, all right. Take it over to TV. Only thing I had for TV was just a new Dave episode, which Dave's been a bop the past few episodes. The last one was a banger about his uh, fake death. Okay. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see the last one I saw was the Mississippi cult religion thing. Okay, so he he fakes his death. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. (laughs) That's all I'll say about that one. But that was a very good episode. And then the newest one that dropped today, Thursday, we're recording. Um, Chloe Bennett's back. Nice. And it's his birthday. Nice. So also a great episode. Bang. Yeah, you, you get Benny Blanco's in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very good episode. Dave Dave's been Dave's been hitting. Dave's been hitting. Yeah, I, I like the season so far. Mm-hmm. Um all right. Anything else for TV you want to toss in? Uh, no. All right, let's take it over to music. I've been I've been too busy to watch any TV. 
Take it over to music with jams of the week. This week I have for you three different songs. The big one from the week, Curtains with Ed Sheeran. It's a good Ed Sheeran vibe. We'll probably get a lawsuit in five years that he's facing for <laughs> copyright infringement. Yeah. For something that I don't know. But um, Then Go Hard by Lil Baby. Um, very good. You know, you're playing like Madden with the boys or you're playing basketball or something. 2K. Good, you know, upbeat vibe. Amps you up. Good gym song kind of thing. Uh, my jam of the week, though, I'm going to give to Sal by Q. Good mellow vibe. I like the mellow vibe sometimes. Nice. And, uh, it's, a good, it's a good, like, uh, afternoon drive. Drive from work, drive home from work kind of vibe. I like it. Nice. So, yeah, that's your jam of the week. You can check that out on the Talking Dirty Jams playlist on Spotify, as well as the podcast. You can see it there and on Apple Podcasts. Ryan, how about our closing statements? Um, the one TikTok song with the little Asian girls have been stuck in my head. It sucks. I hate it. Which one? I'm feeling lonely. Now I'm crying in my room. I've probably heard it, but I feel like I'm not getting it. More, more, more. I give a second chance to Cupid. Have you seen the one, the one video of the girl singing that she's a ninja? No. If you ever watch, you know uh, Mike from Dave's, like the Dave show? Uh, Andrew Santino? Yeah, Andrew Santino. So yeah. he, he did a podcast episode of Bobby Lee, and he plays this video. They have, they have, a, they have a podcast together, Bobby Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, they do it together. So he put on this one video, and it was this like, middle-aged woman oh, like yeah, some type I saw of that. I am <laughs> <I'm> ninja <laughs> yeah that was that came out a while ago but yeah i did see that recently it just popped too. up again for me and i was every time i see it i just crack up <laughs> yeah she was like a reality show she was like a housewife or someone but it was so funny because like there's like an asian lady standing in the background just like watching this whole thing <laughs> yeah no that, that video is very funny um, all right well i'm, I'm gonna my i'm going to my Instagram algorithm right now, I guarantee it's gonna come up. That that Asian song. Probably. No. Okay. Third video. Yeah, I know that one. Literally three three videos that I said watch is gonna come up my uh, Dude, it's it's one of those trendy fucking songs, man. I know. You scroll like five times on TikTok and it's gonna be in three of the videos. Yeah. And two of the videos will have subway surfers while somebody does something. Literally, I just kept scrolling until I got it again. I got it. Those are the ones that piss me off, the Subway Surfer videos. Yeah, I love it. It's just somebody doing something that's like, oh, yeah, here's Subway Surfers below. It always gets me because I always watch. <laughs> I don't care about what the game is. Like, oh, dude, he's yeah. fucking shredding it. <laughs> Subway Surfer was like my favorite phone game for a long time. That was that was after my time. I never really I never played Subway Surfer. So I had like, the, out of all my friends, there's two games I had the, big, the highest score I, I know. Mm-hmm. Of all my friends, one was Subway Surfer, one was... Uh, mine I was still Temple play. Run. I still have uh, 10-10. Uh, mine like was 10. Temple Run. Yeah. Uh, Temple Run was like the same time as Subway Surfer. I had Temple Run the same time I had Subway Surfer. Doodle Jump? This is 10-10. It's like Tetris pieces. 
You have to put it in a block and clear rows. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I, I have the highest score of all my friends. This is sick. Um, all right. Two chains. Line of the week. Hit him. Hit him with a handle held rifle. Yeah. Right now, I'm on that dad shit because I'm at my daughter's recital. Cool. Cooler bear, cooler than a polar bear at a bowl of ice. Yeah, that's on the two chains line. That was the two chains line. I know, but that wasn't the two chains line of the week. I don't. <laughs> well, you, th- you think you picked the two chains lines <laughs> of the week? No. You hit him with a handheld rifle. Right now, I'm my dad on my dad chick because I'm at my daughter's recital. That's no. I was just, I was just listening to that song, Hood Go Crazy. And then Two Chains comes on and drops that line, and I just—it was stuck in my. It came on when I was coming home from work today, and I was like, "Damn, that's a good Two Chains line of the week right there." Well, I'm sorry. Do you want to pick Two Chains lines of the week? <laughs> I feel like you'll happily hand them off at this point. I mean, honestly, maybe. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> We're done. What is this? Like 160 or something? No, way more than that. Because we're up to 192. Oh wow! Eight weeks till we get Rob on for two hundo. Yeah. So one ninety two. I picked this up. We were in the teens, so it was like more. Like, it's like one eighty. Yeah, because I was doing. I was just doing movie quotes, and I was like, "All right, I can't find movie quotes anymore." Dude, you ran out after like eleven. Yeah. <laughs> you found eleven movie quotes. You're like, all right, I'm good. I'm cooked. Oh uh, yeah, wait, eight weeks from now. Ken's brothers painting four one two. Seven eight four one five seven seven. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Derry J Sports. One two three four five six seven eight. Looks like it's me. This first week of July, first Thursday in July. All right, July sixth, week of Fourth of July. Cool. That's a good one. That's a good one to do it on too. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll see you guys. Peace. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival She said that I don't care As she swept back her hair I guess this isn't our revival The ocean view gets me every time I know I'm out of flying But I know that it gets better Come on, show me a sign As we're dancing here In the perfect silent weather Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing It's questions that you're raising Just know you really drive me fucking crazy And even though I like your state of mind Right, girl, wrong time Stones throw the things you learn are always showing. Oh, baby, I think I know why you aren't left behind. These things are contradicting. I know somewhere that I will pass you by with a sunset in the sky. Do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep. Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet. When the sun rises.
just take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing It's questions that you're